that was very intentional in the beginning. We know that retail will never work for us unless we were selling directly to the retailer. Then we, we would have lower margins, than, but we'd be willing to do that. But wholesalers will never, will never work. But, you know, that was also when we were looking at it in the beginning, e-commerce is, is just on the rise and that retail is on the decline and we're just going to see more and more of that. So we really wanted to position ourselves with, we'll be, we're going to be primarily an e-commerce company. We're going to sell direct to consumers. We're going to be on Amazon. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, where we interview founders of fast growing seven and eight figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X their businesses and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. As an online retailer or supplier, you're well aware that accurate product content drives more sales. However, as your store starts to scale, the harsh reality is that maintaining product description content becomes more and more of a challenge to e-commerce teams. This is a problem Salsify solves. Salsify is a SaaS-based product content management platform built specifically for online retailers and brand owners. I recently took Salsify on a test drive, and here are the glaring advantages e-tellers stand to gain. First, your entire product catalog can be accessed by any department in a centralized hub. Then there's a workflow setup that ensures no fields go amiss when product data is published to multiple channels such as Amazon, your Google Merchants account, or just directly to your e-commerce store. Salsify tells you when it spots missing critical data across your product catalog. It's a flexible and robust product management platform. I recommend if your store and brand products catalog changes often and if you publish to numerous channels. As a 2x e-commerce listener, you can get to trial Salsify for free at salsify.com forward slash 2x. That is S-A-L-S-I-F-Y dot com forward slash 2x. I'll leave more details and a link on this episode show notes. Welcome to the Amazon success series on 2X e-commerce running all through the month of March. Today's guests are a marketing and copywriting duo that have seen seven-figure success on Amazon over the last four years in the self-published books and health supplements categories. So my first guest is Mike Matthews. He's a best-selling health and fitness author of a hugely successful book titled Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. He's gone on to author 14 other titles on Amazon that generate a million dollars annually. Reading the reviews of Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, which is his very first book, it's had 4.5 star ratings on Amazon UK from close to 700 customer reviews. And in um, on the Amazon US store, it's had 2,000 plus reviews at an aggregated um, star rating of 4.5. So, you know, this guy knows what he's done and he seems to have impacted, you know, thousands of people from, from the reviews you're seeing. His books take a more scientific approach to building muscle and losing fat. And um, what he did was he 
went on to collaborate with his partner, Jeremy, Jeremy Bloomberg, who handles all of the marketing. And um, Jeremy helped launch um, their blog called muscleforlife.com and Legion, Legion Athletics, which is a supplement business um, on, on Amazon, as well as direct to consumer on their website. Um, they cross-sell Legion Athletics um, products in their books and the Legion Athletics has done enormously well. We're talking about, you know, um, another seven-figure business, even better than the books, um, you know, business, which they're going to shed some more light on. Um, I just love the way they've integrated their businesses and I've invited them to today's show to discuss their experience on growing both their businesses on Amazon in such a short period and you know how they're they're doing um, today and, and what their future plans look like. Hi guys, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show and today I'm joined by two co-founders of muscleforlife.com and legion athletics um basically muscle for life is a scientific approach to building muscle and losing fat it's a range of books which um, these two chaps have put together and it sells thousands basically on amazon every year and um to the side of that business as a as a as a complementary part of the business they also have um Legion Athletics, which is a supplements business, again, which is super successful on Amazon. So if you're interested in Amazon, um, these guys are experts to, to help sort of on, unpick the, the brains today. Well, we're going to find out a lot more about, you know, um, how they, they do sell on Amazon. Um, prior to coming on the show, um, Mike specifically told me not that he's not here to talk about secrets or, or tricks to selling on Amazon. And he's here to, to show how to properly and effectively run an e-commerce business that happens to use Amazon as a channel. And, you know, the, the basic fundamentals really are good products, branding, copy, customer service, advertising, and, and a lot. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Mike Matthews, joined by his co-founder, Jeremy Blumberg, to the show. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so I've just had a real quick intro and um, probably not done you justice. Um, could you each take about um, 30 to 60 seconds to to, to, to introduce yourself to, to, to listeners, please? Sure. I'll go first. Uh, so I'm Mike. And uh, I'm a writer, and I mean, you, you covered it basically. So um, I, I have some books, and then I, I Muscle for Life is kind of a glorified blog. We're going to be expanding it. Uh, it's very under-monetized. It, it just is because we've put um, so much of our time and effort into uh, building up Legion, and then Muscle for Life has been mainly sustained on me just kind of writing content every week. And uh, which is something I'll continue doing, but you know, it it it's it gets about 1.4 million visits a month right now, and so and it's <clears throat> it continues to grow. So it's time that we do more with it. So that's going to be uh, one of Jeremy's big projects coming up soon. So so yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a writer, and um, that's that's kind of my main role in our partnership and in our businesses, really. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm Jeremy. Uh, known Mike for. I don't know, forever now, like 15 years. So he uh, he initially, like you said, he's a writer. He wrote the books, uh, which kind of became the foundation for everything we ended up doing. Uh, and I'm interested in marketing. Uh, so I came on as a marketer to work with him to promote the books. And then, as you mentioned, just a natural progression going into Legion. And from there, that's f- the branding of Legion, the 
as far as uh, the look of the products, all that stuff is kind of falls on me. All the copywriting, all that stuff falls on Mike. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of back and forth and a lot yeah. of overlap on, you know, uh, between our roles. And we, it's not just me and Jeremy. We have a team. So we've been able to become more and more specialized in what work we're doing on a day-to-day basis. But along the way, we've done a lot of everything, basically. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and how long has Muscle for Life been running, you know, as a, as a blog? Um, 1.2 million is no, is, <laughs> it's not child's play, you know, on a, on a monthly basis. Um, not, yeah. not many, you know, people can uh, achieve that. So, so how long have you been running and, and what were your traffic figures like, you know, over time? I think it was April. March, March, March 2013 is yeah. when is when MFL launched. And uh, initially, it had a little bit of traffic because we were rolling it over from a previous website, buildhealthymuscle.com, that I did nothing with. It just kind of sat there and it was just junk, really. Like, it was, you would get traffic from links inside the books, yeah, basically. Yeah, really from people just reading the books and Googling. And then Google like didn't know what to serve. So it's like, well, I guess this is Mike. <laughs> this is some, Mike has something to do with this. And so it got a little bit of traffic. But I think we had 20-something thousand our first month. Yeah. So it's not bad. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. bad for that. But then uh, it grew very quickly because, um, well, I mean, just doing all we, – we decided to really kind of do it right from the beginning in terms of SEO and really give Google what it wants, which is long-form, well-written content yeah. that has good internal linking that people like and share around as opposed to trying to get fancy with, you know – paying random people to write junk content so I can post articles every day and yeah. link wheeling and all that crap. We just didn't bother with any of that. So it, was, it was down to quality generated by yourselves and your team, your internal team. Exactly. I mean, yeah. the writing is, has always been me. Sometimes Jeremy will read over things almost just from an editing kind of like, hey, this kind of sounds weird or whatever. But um, from the beginning, the writing has always been me. And, that, and that's something also that I personally enjoy. It's probably the, out of all the work that I do, I enjoy the writing the most. So uh, it's, you know, I, I, at least I can be selfish in that way and it, and it works out for us. Yeah. More or uh, less just a straightforward content marketing strategy. On yeah. Part, yeah. And, and for that, I'm sure people uh, that are listening to this, if they're familiar with e-commerce at all, you've, they've probably heard of Neil Patel, yes. but if they haven't, I recommend checking out Neil's stuff yeah. as a good resource Quick, on this. Sprout.com yeah. And Neil Patel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has, he has, and that's really like, we just kind of follow the simple, it's a lot of work. And you have to be good at what you're doing, but if you do it right, it really uh, can can pay off. Pays off, yes, yes. So, Mike, I've seen your photograph across the internet. You're you're quite a ripped guy. You seem to be the face of the company. Um, so, so is is it deliberate? Um, and what came before the website? Because you mentioned you had a previous website. Um, <clears throat> that got links from your book. So had you been publishing your books prior to, to Muscle for Life? Um, were they already there? Were you an author? And yeah, what, what, your, <laughs> um, yes, two, two questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. So uh, I published Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, self-published it in um, 2012. It's early in the year 2012. I want to say January. And uh, that was initially because this is when Amazon's Kindle platform, their KDP Kindle Direct platform or whatever, I think Kindle Direct Publishing, that's when it was gaining uh, quite a bit of news coverage, media coverage because of this dude named John Locke who was like the first guy to sell a million books on Kindle. And, um, you know, growing up I had kind of like wondered what do I want to do with my life. My dad is an entrepreneur and um, he has built some successful companies and but the idea of just going to business and selling widgets, you know, or whatever. And didn't really interest me, uh, and taking over any of his stuff didn't really interest me. So I kind of 
it was kind of on a lark where I was just like, well, I like to read, so maybe I'd like to write. And, um, and so I kind of got into writing and my, my interest initially was, was, was fiction. And I still have, uh, that's still something I'm going to be doing. Um, and uh, I found fitness writing because, uh, along the way, I mean, I grew up playing sports and then got into weightlifting and kind of didn't know what I was doing, uh, in the beginning and, you know, something I do with my friends or whatever. And for the first X number of years, about seven years, I had done a bunch of magazine workouts and wasn't, wasn't really educated, but I knew I wasn't educated. So at that point, I decided to get educated and started learning about proper dieting and proper weightlifting and learning about the science and the physiology and how things actually work. Got really good results in my body, started sharing what I was learning with other people, got good results in them. And uh, along the way, somebody had said, hey, you should write a book, basically. And at first, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in writing. Like, well, you, you want to write, why don't you write fitness stuff? I'm like, I don't know if I really care to try to be a fitness guru kind of guy. Um, but Somewhere along the way, I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll give it a go. So that was Bigger, Leaner, Stronger and uh, published it not really having – with no expectations actually in the beginning. I just put it up and uh, I did as, as good of a job as I could. Uh, I didn't just like – it wasn't just a hack job, um, although I've, I've gotten much better at writing since then. And if I looked at it now, I'd be like, God, that's bad. How did anybody <laughs> like that? First situation. Uh, uh, <laughs> so so – uh, but I guess one thing I did get right in the beginning I think is the branding of it. The title is very good. Um, because it just encapsulates like any guy that gets into working out, that's what they want. They want to get bigger, leaner and stronger. So, um, so in that first year, I think the first month maybe sold 20 copies or something, or maybe even less. And I was like, I was just surprised that anyone bought it. And I was like, that's cool. It, It works. Uh, and, and then within a few months it was selling maybe a couple hundred copies a month or something. And I started getting emails from people saying that they like it. And, uh, I started working on the next book because I thought, saw there's an opportunity here and, and, you know, I can get into fitness writing. I like fitness. I do have a passion for it and I like to research and read so that, that can, that can work. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was kind of the first year. And then along the way, uh, Jeremy and I, like Jeremy said, we've known each other for a long time and he also, He's a bit younger than I am. I'm 31. He's 25. Six. And 26. Oh. Uh, he's old now. He's old. He's old. And so, so along the way, uh, you know, it's, I was talking with Jeremy and, and, you know, what does he, what does he want to do? He's in a similar situation where his family has a business. He didn't really want to work in his family's business. They, they wanted him to, but he was like kind of about it. Yeah. And uh, so the original idea is that him and I would do a publishing company and uh, kind of apply what I had learned in this first, you know, whatever, six, seven, eight months, probably when we first started talking about yeah. it, of, of selling books. And we would uh, apply that, you know, not that I would become Mike Matthews, the fitness guy, but we, but we would actually take Mike that. Mike Matthews, the publishing guy. Yeah, Mike Matthews, the publishing guy. <laughs> and, and, and then Jeremy, you know, in talking, be like, we thought that um, – marketing would just fit his his talents and fit his personality well and then that could be something he could really dive into and then i would play more the editor publisher kind of guy and uh but then so we actually started we went down that path and and, and put you know came up with the company name started put together a website and we were going to do it and then but in that time the fitness stuff uh was just kind of growing exponentially yeah things we were planning on testing out on future books we'd release we would first test them out on the fitness stuff and it was all responding so well to it yeah. kind of okay. unintentionally exploded. Yeah. So then we just made a decision, kind of call it like change, change course. Like I, I, as much as I was initially kind of not really into the idea of becoming a fitness person per se, like a persona or whatever, um, we said, okay, well this is, this is too good of an opportunity to, to, we need to just do this. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yep. So then, and, and the, on your other question for the branding for him being the face, yeah, that was all intentional from the beginning, um, because it's kind of a problem in this industry that we think there's not really a face to any of the companies, any of the other supplement companies mm-hmm. out here, mm-hmm. and uh, or in some cases, like On has Steve Cook, yeah, and that's he, fine. He has nothing but, to do with the company. Exactly. It's just a paid. Mm-hmm. And we, everybody knows that he's just he's a good looking dude. He has a great physique. Yeah, but fantastic that's it. physique. Yeah. But, He's not. He doesn't have anything to actually do with the operations company. So it's something we always wanted to be very transparent with who runs the company. People can talk directly to Mike. His email address is right in the books if you want to reach out to him. It just kind of was part of our mantra from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it's, it seems it was quite personal, quite your personality to to comment to reflect. Your personality is quite reflected in in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question because I, I have a few muscle books, although I'm not um, anyway muscular. I just read halfway. Is um, I'm just flipping through um, bigger, leaner, stronger now on um, Amazon, mm-hmm. and it's visual. Do, is it intentional? Um, do, because I, I don't think you know muscle, you know, fitness book should be all text. You know, so did you just take photographs of? How did you get these case studies? I know this is second edition, um, and how did you sort of come up with the content for 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 the book initially? Was it more text, or was it visual, or a combination of both? Uh, well, it's main, I mean, the book is mainly text. What you're looking at is kind of the front matter, which has okay. some success stories. And we have hundreds and hundreds of success stories on the website now because, um, I mean, with how many books have already been sold and how many books are continue to be sold, um, we've really kind of built up a pipeline of people that, I mean, we have a backlog of success. But if I if I had, so, like, somebody could probably spend 100 hours just posting success stories to the websites. So we, we just release them out. Uh, one or two a week and, you know, just let it build up. Uh, uh, but those are just actually organic people reaching out, mm-hmm. wow. people emailing me in a lot of cases, which is cool. People emailing initially, maybe they have some questions. Hey, I read the book. I liked it. And then over the course of the next six months, I've stayed in touch with them. They've reached out again. They had a couple questions here and there. And uh, and now I get to see their success story. So that's uh, those people in the books are are actual people that, you know, you're, you're looking at somebody that they 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 started however they started. They read the book. They used what they learned, and they ended up the way that they ended up. And of course, time frames vary and stuff. But mm-hmm. otherwise, the book is not very visual. It's mainly text. There are some diagrams to explain certain key exercises and certain things. But I actually didn't like that about other fitness books that are out on the market, um, especially at that time. Was that there's too much visual fluff? It just there's like like a, a quarter of the book is just images on how to do exercises. Mm-hmm. You don't book for that. Just go on YouTube and watch Scott Herman's videos. That's that's all you need. You know what I mean? Or watch, I'll be shooting videos later this year on how to yeah. do it. So watch my videos. Watch my videos. Yeah, but Bodybuilding.com has good videos. But that, you know, it's just it was just a way to pad a book. Because if a publisher's picking a book up and they say, okay, we need at least 270, or let's say we need 275 pages, and and, the, and you're like, well, I have 100 pages of actual content. And they're like, all right, well, let's just fill it up with images of people doing exercises with sample meal plans and sample workout plans. There's, you know, there's at least another 100 pages. Yeah. And can you just like spin 50 pages, you know, 10,000 words of stuff. Okay. So in, in, in this case, um, I actually, there's, I'm, I'm trying to really, the idea with, with the books, bigger, leaner, stronger, thinner, leaner, stronger, particularly is to have an all in one that like, if someone wants to achieve the, the, the goal that most people want when they get into fitness, most guys, they want to, they don't want to be a massive bodybuilder type of person. They want to look lean, athletic, muscular, strong, feel good, look good. I have a book where if you read this book, you you can go out and learn more if you want to 
Um, if you want to educate yourself further and yeah. if you want to get more serious about it, yeah. but if you just want to look, if you want to see, get the kind of results that you see in the beginning, you don't need anything else actually. Like mm-hmm. you can just read this and do this. And you know, the majority of the, of the, of the people of our, at least our, our most, uh, fervent followers, I could say, are people that they have fitness is not their life. I mean, they have jobs, they have families, they have, you know, they, they have four to six hours a week to give to it. And, uh, so, you know, really wanted to, it was kind of written for those people, you know, as I mean? you alluded to earlier, it's, um, it's a scientific approach. So, so you, you kind of understand, um, the basics, the, the science behind, you know, um, your actions that will preempt you to, to actually, you know, um, being leaner and stronger, I suppose. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so let's, so what, um, so are you, are you still self-published or, um, are you with yeah. a publisher at the moment? No, I'm still self-published. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I've with different publishers. Turn, turn the deal down yeah, from Simon and Schuster. That is a good position to be in. So, so how many books do you on average sell, um, per, per year? Um, that's a good question per year. It's about 25,000 units a month. So I'm getting the final numbers for last year. Uh, it's going to be somewhere around 300 to 400,000 units last year. And that's digital and paperback and audiobook. That's everything all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, From the average price here, it's about $12, $14 a piece. So that's, it, that's a healthy chunk as a self-published. Yeah, it, uh, it, it ranges. I mean, um, it, of course, though, the 80-20, it, it applies in that the majority of those sales are the more expensive books. It's Bigger, mm-hmm. Leaner, Stronger, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger, and The Shred Chef, which is a cookbook. So. So, um, but, but, you know, there, I have digital books for two ninety nine, for example. And okay. so I even have a 99 cent book. Yeah. And, more as like an introductory. Yeah. Thing. Just, you know, Hey, this is, this is a low commitment, low friction. If you like what you read here, then you will like the stuff that is again, in the grand scheme of things, especially in fitness, you know, a, a 999, bigger than stronger. If you go to Amazon, it's 999 for the digital, mm-hmm. considering how much information you're getting and the fact that you can email me and get an answer and really actually, you know, get that level of service. Mm-hmm. Very unusual because in the fitness space, what you'll what you normally would see is like a ClickBank type of deal that is one hundred and fifty or one hundred dollars or whatever, and you're just getting some PDFs and you're not even getting as good quality of content, and you are most definitely not getting real service. I mean, I know people in the in this space that they have <clears throat> they just they just have paid you know virtual assistants to answer questions, but the answers are the people that are answering don't know fitness they don't know, mm-hmm. so the answers in a lot of cases don't even really make they're not even helpful you know yeah. what I mean? okay so there's a no gimmicks no b s approach to to to, to health and fitness right. uh, you have, you have a bestseller um in the antioxidants category in books that's a shredded chef, and there's another bestseller I could see hip and thigh um yeah, workouts thinner, leaner, stronger. So yeah, I can imagine being a bestseller on Amazon and the kind of exposure that gives you. Yeah. I mean, bigger, leaner, stronger is usually number one in something at all times as well. Yeah. Weight weight training or, or, or one of the other, I think, I don't remember which one, but yeah. Yeah, Generally few in the weight training. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it'll like run the ball, run the (laughs) the table, like every single one will be number one. Yeah. The top 10. Weight training will be like four of our books, but like the Kindle version of BLS, yeah. the paperback version, the audio book, then the Beyond Bigger Leader, yeah, like yeah. everything. Well, you guys have done an amazing job. And what about the supplements business? Um, Legion Athletics, how, how does that sort of work? Uh, is, is it like a separate entity to to the information part, to to, to the books, or um, are they kind of um, you know um, joined joined up together? Uh, they do have naturally kind of a natural flow from one to the other because you read the books, you get an health and fitness a part of that world is supplements. Mm-hmm. They are separate entities though entirely and that was also intentional. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we, we didn't want to put it under the muscle for life uh, umbrella because one, I don't like that as a name. Yeah. I, just, I don't think it's a good brand. And two, I don't want to get sued by the fit for life or body for life guys. I know they, they got into a lawsuit battle. Mm-hmm. I can use that as my blog name all day long. I've checked that with lawyers before I even did it because it's a blog and whatever. But yeah. you know, if I were selling branded supplements, muscle for life, there's a possibility that they would, one of those guys would sue. So we were just yeah. like, those are two very good reasons to not do that. Yeah. Also from a marketing standpoint, it's nice to have uh, a specialty with a business. It's nice to be known for one thing. Muscle for Life is known for fitness information. Yeah. Legion is known for supplements, and we've intentionally done that. Uh, we're, we want to do apparel soon, and that'll be its. We'll test run it with Legion and Muscle for Life. But if it, you know if it goes well, it will eventually become its own company. Yeah. Yeah. We want to avoid the the line extension mistake from a marketing branding standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Quite interesting. And um, what I picked up from this is, you know, as you said, a lot of um, information marketers or sellers will will, will sell, you know, um, low ticket items with a view to to selling, you know, one hundred and fifty dollar items mm-hmm. all within the information space. But um, you give you you give quite a decent fair price with your books, and you know, you have the 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 um, the supplements business, you know, as another entity, which which is kind of like a cross sell, but yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. Um, and it's ethical, you know, at the same time. So they, it, it works. It works from, from, from my perspective anyway. Okay, yeah, so- yeah. The idea is to create like an ecosystem. Like we're, we're uh, building an app as well, which okay. if anybody wants to check it out, you can go to getstacked, G-E-T-S-T-A-C-K-E-D, app.com. Okay. And um, it should be out. Summer's going to be the latest. Thing. It got derailed with, a, with bad developers previously, but now it's in good hands and you know, it's rolling along. So the idea there is it's going to be, it's going to be a really a great thing unto itself. It's not just like a tack on, we're spending a lot of money on it actually in a lot of time. Okay. Uh, but that we're going to be putting a store in that as well. So we like to look at what else can we bring into our orbit, so to speak, yeah. that can contribute to everything as opposed to, you know, something that may just make, it may, feed itself we don't we're more excited about things that can feed everything yeah All right this is quite clever so you have um stuff in the information space you have stuff in the product space and now you're going into the apps and SaaS space anywhere we see the an opportunity and we, we've known it from experience from using a bunch of these apps that they're bad All right 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 uh, is this going to be a subscription um based business um get stocked app.com uh no it's going to be an ios app so um yeah, you know we'll we, we we're not we haven't decided yet on the how we want to like are we gonna go freemium or are we just gonna go premium or are we gonna go free trial yeah. or we haven't decided yet, yeah. but um it's gonna be so good that people will gladly pay, let's say five dollars for it. I I can guarantee you if anyone listening is a weightlifter, you're gonna really like this app. And and majority of the apps are bad. And if you just use Google Sheets or uh, like a, a simple work which is like a notepad, which is what which is what I do and yeah. you know, until I have this I understand and that was the point of this app is to make something better than Google Sheets. Okay, okay, okay. Because I use Fitstar. Um I think it's like a twenty five pound um annual subscription, which which equates to about forty dollars a year. Yeah. And um their their um workout menu um is pretty static. Um, yeah, and there's a freemium element to it. It's it's an yeah. Apple subscription, which you know um, you don't fill really at the end of it. And it's uh, it's only a web app, or it's an iOS app as it's, well. It's um, it's an iOS app. Um, so I largely use it on my iPad, and then I um, airplay it to to my um, my Apple TV. I see. Interesting. Yeah. yeah just I, I, w- I would think a subscription would make sense if I were giving regular content for it. Yeah. Like I would think. It's- be lame to pay monthly for an app that doesn't really get updated or changed at all. It just is what it is. I don't yeah. know. 
I mean, what they, what they've the, done is the SaaS field that's normal, but I, yeah. I don't know. It just seems to be, but who knows? I don't know enough about app marketing. That's something we haven't dived in yet. Yeah. We don't we're not there yet. You yeah, know? it's it's like a jigsaw puzzle, and um, what they do is um, you you put in your your goals. And um, when you put in your goals, it would sort of, you know, go into the archive of workouts and then sort of join them up. And then if someone else came in, so they just have like a fixed pool of um, workouts and then you just go in there and um, then it selects the workouts that best suits, you know, your what, what you're looking for, if that makes sense. So it's, it's all yeah. just pre-built, really. Yeah, yeah. Ours is, ours is going to be different and it's much more targeted to experienced weightlifters, actually. Yeah. Fantastic. I really like how, you know, um, everything is sort of expanding and, um, you know, complementary. Okay. So talking about your, about Legion, um, Legion Athletics, Mm -hmm. um, you, um, how many SKUs does your business have? My count on Amazon was about eight. Is is that about right or... Yeah, that's close. If you factor in uh, the variance on flavors for different products, I think it, now size, yeah, now we're gonna have size. We're adding five pound tubs of whey protein, where we currently just have the two pound tubs. Okay. Uh, so if you factor all that in, maybe it's fifteen SKUs. But yeah, we have eight individual products. Okay. Okay. And, and in terms yep. of like yeah, sales, eight. Coming. Okay. Eight individual. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah. va- then multiple yeah. variants. Okay. okay. Exactly. Yeah. For example, the, the pre-workout has four flavors, so that'll put you up to you know. Okay. Oh, excuse okay. me. And, and do you mention it in in the copy in um and and um on um, Muscle for Life or um, yeah okay okay Fantastic. absolutely Muscle for Life uh, feeds the Legion yeah I mean I I only promote stuff either that I use myself and like and this this goes beyond supplements like I like this body fat caliper and here's why yeah uh, and. Supplements wise, we only promote our stuff or in some cases there are supplements that we don't make that I still like and use. Like I, I, I supplement with additional vitamin D because uh, it's a good idea and my body particularly needs more vitamin D than what's in our multivitamin. Our multivitamin has a good baseline for everyone but I, my body specifically needs more so I have – I take a vitamin D from Now Foods. We're, we're going to end up making our own so I'll you know replace that when the time comes but okay. – on Muscle for Life, uh, I've, I've we've turned down a lot of money and a lot of offers to, you know, obviously promote all kinds of stuff. But we use all of our ads, all of our ad space on the website, and all of our email. Everything is just you know promoting our own stuff because that just makes the most sense. It makes sense exactly. Yeah, the, the best margins. So from a sales standpoint, what what's Legion uh, Athletics doing um, at the moment on, on Amazon or Amazon? Uh, on Amazon uh, last year, which would have been our second year, we did about around two million in sales. Mm. Uh, this year, we shooting to probably about double that. Yeah, I'd say that's fantastic. Okay, okay. And um, outside Amazon, do, do you do, do you wholesale? Do you have any distribution? Uh, yeah, the nature of Legion, um, the products are very much the margins on the products are very much meant for direct to consumer. Uh, we spend, I'd say, three to five times more than the average other supplement to create ours, just because the they're pretty stacked when it comes to what's in them and the dosages that they're provided at. So the wholesale model just doesn't really work for us. So. Yeah, and that was intentional as well yeah, in the 100%. beginning because here's the problem with in the supplement space, especially with retail, mm-hmm. is you go to GNC, you buy a pre rocker for forty dollars. It was it was produced for no more than uh, no more than five dollars, but probably less. Probably more like it was produced for three or four dollars that bottle, yeah. and then and then it goes through several middlemen and finally gets to you. Mm-hmm. So that's that's standard. Like it, you know, whatever shirt you're wearing, you know that like it was made for a tenth or less <clears throat> of what you paid. But you don't care. You buy the shirt because you like the shirt, and it's not being sold like 
it's going to change your life. It's a shirt. Buy it or don't buy it. It sits on a rack. You like it? Here you go. Supplements are very different in that, one, you can't make a good supplement. You can't make a good pre-workout for $3, $4, even $5. You cannot make a good product. It does not work. And supplements are then marketed like they're going to change your life and you're going to build all this muscle and you're going to become the super alpha male of the universe. And it's all bullshit. So, you know, we went into it initially knowing that if we want to, if we're going to make good products, we're going to have to spend a lot more to produce them because there are good. It's not that supplements are inherently bad. It's just that most of the supplements on the market are bad. But if, if supplements were made with good ingredients at proper clinically effective dosages, the dosages that are seen in scientific research, like, you know, you take things that are proven to improve your workout performance if you take enough of it. Mm-hmm. But if you take the enough is quite expensive because, yeah. you know, you take something like beta alanine, you need five grams. That's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, that was very intentional in the beginning. We know that retail will never work for us unless we were selling directly to the retailer. Then we, we would have lower margins than, but we'd be willing to do that. But wholesalers were never, will never work. But, you know, that was also when we were looking at it in the beginning, e-commerce is, is just, on the rise and that retail is on the decline and we're just going to see more and more of that. So we really wanted to position ourselves with, we'll be, we're going to be primarily an e-commerce company. We're going to sell direct to consumers. We're going to be on Amazon. We may get on bodybuilding. They've reached out several times. It's something we'll look at. Yeah. Um, but you know, so that that was also very intentional. It wasn't like we did it and then realized, Oh wait, retail is not going to work. Um, so is, is bodybuilding a, another website? Um, like yeah, bodybuilding.com. Okay, bodybuilding.com. Okay, okay. Yes, I'm not sure, but probably right. one uh, of sure. Okay, this, this is a recurring theme uh, I'm, I'm seeing. Um, I've interviewed my, my last judge of three, four, five guests on uh, the e-tailers, um, our direct-to-consumer, and they're yeah. set to disrupting industries by adding more value and cutting out the middleman. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Honestly, love it personally as a consumer. Yeah, I think it's great. I'd yeah. way rather pay the same and get a product that's twice or three times as good. Exactly. exactly. Which just makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm on the Legion website, which is which, which just is nice, you know, in terms of um, the user experience. Um, I'm on a 30-day bigger that, that was Jeremy's... Uh, yeah, that's that my was, child. Yeah, that was <laughs> six, six months of work right there. Yeah. Quality work here. Um, and it seems personalized also. Um, so yeah. when you get in, it asks you if you're a man or a woman, and then you click, and then, you know, you, you get a, a different experience, which, mm-hmm. which is... Which is is very very good okay so so you have a really interesting you know um business and um is it do, do you see are there any seasonality trends um you, you you've noticed um like christmas or or, or actually the new year <laughs> yeah. yeah for us i was gonna say new year's is, is fantastic for yeah. us uh our i mean for sure our q4 was our biggest quarter ever um black friday is great uh christmas was good the december in general is okay but you know i think a lot of people are getting ready for this dealing with all the holiday binging they just did. Yeah. So people like, if you look, go on Google Trends <laughs> and just look at in general interest in like dieting, weightlifting, health, fitness, yeah. especially fitness stuff. Is December is the low? Yeah, That's, people are people do not want to have to look at themselves. Yeah, so they because <laughs> they know they're like, all right, well January's coming. <laughs> I'm just gonna ride this out and yeah. Uh, but yeah, January wear is extra a, baggy clothes. Yeah, January is a huge spike for us. January, February, March, it continues to uptrend, and also into summer because then you get people yeah. who want to be beach ready. So mm-hmm. um, we get a huge spike in in the New Year's, and kind of just slowly rides up until November, Decemberish, where it crashes a bit, and then the cycle repeats. Yeah, okay. and there's a general uptrend in the whole space. Yeah. If you, again, if you look in Google Trends, where 
each cycle is is just larger or the, all the numbers are larger than the previous one yeah. because there's uh you know it's becoming much more mainstream now to be fit to not necessarily be a bodybuilder but to be fit yeah. to be healthy to you know do some sort of workout whether it be crossfit or just you know weightlifting or p90x or whatever it is so you know this is i think that this is a big trend that it hasn't this wave hasn't even begun to crest and uh, so we're excited about that i mean yeah, i don't great. think i don't think we're going to see it decline anytime soon mm. if at all i don't know it's just becoming more and more of a thing that's yeah, awesome are you going to go down the um um Warby parker way or path um in regards to opening a physical retail store sometime in the future i'm not saying 2016 but um yeah. do, you have, do you have any vision of we've had some kind of short talks about that but nothing Definitely nothing concrete. Yeah, um, and nothing it wouldn't be anytime soon. We but thought it might be fun to have like kind of all in one gym yeah. training. Gym, it's, exactly. Experiential. Yeah. Something so experiential. That would be something where we'd probably want to do it with some type of strategic partner, partner yeah. because neither of us have any experience with physical locations, mm -hmm. both just all of our experiences online where we're very comfortable. So if the right opportunity was there, I would. It, it could be done. Yeah. It, it could be done well, especially given the. The information and educational side of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So this isn't just a gym where you come you know, just do whatever. This is a gym where you can come and really learn how to get in shape. Exactly. And so an all-in-one kind of one-stop shop type of yeah, deal. It's kind of like how we sell our coaching. Yeah. Like we sell a one-on-one coaching service, like very limited. We only take on a few okay. clients at a time, but kind of same concept. We want you to fire us at the end of the coaching because yeah. we don't want you to have to use us anymore. The whole point is you learn. You learn how to do it. So if, if that kind of opportunity arose, then I'd say it's possible. But yeah. I like that. You, we want you to fire us at the end. Yeah, that's, that's, in, that's actually that's in copy. That's, in that's like if I did my job, <laughs> you're going to fire me in three months. Yeah, uh, that's really good. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, um, you, you, you. So, just tracking back to to my my, my introduction, um, and Mike, Mike, you 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 wrote in your email to me initially, um, that um, you're not here to you know to to talk about um hacks and cracks and you know gimmicks yeah. and, and growing a business it's really down to the fundamentals should could you please break down these fundamentals um from your perspective what has what's what's been the ingredients to to the success of, of both um legion supplements and um and, and and the book you know um a brand uh, muscle for life sure i'll start with books and then i'll throw the throw the football to jeremy for and you can and you can talk a little bit about another element of it so with the books i would say the number one most important thing to selling books is to write a book that people that is really good that people talk about. Word of word of mouth is the driving force of book sales. Uh, we don't do any advertising. I mean, I have some AMS ads just because Amazon invited me to their AMS platform, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And yeah, it, it sells books, but there, if the book doesn't have that virality factor. It's just not going to make it. You'll never sell a lot of books. Yeah, I would say another thing that helps with the another thing that helps with the variety factor is that you're available. For definitely, yeah, that increases the fact that you can email Mike directly and get a response from Mike increases the word of mouth potential like a lot. And and also, of course, generates a lot of reviews because yeah. it's just very unusual. So, something I don't know why more people don't so do. Stupid. I guess because it, it takes, takes time. Time, like, yeah. Hours a day, sit there, you know. But yeah, but it, that's that 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 element has been hugely important and Massive. I've spoken about that so much and it's something we're always going to keep in. I mean, I figure Charles Darwin took, you know, a couple hours. He answered handwriting, answered letters a couple hours a day his entire life. So if Darwin could do it, I, I can't complain. <laughs> That's a good uh, handwriting handwriting yeah. too. Yeah. So, so uh, that was, that's been a huge 
huge part, um, especially in this space where people have questions and there's, you know, the book is, the books are very comprehensive, but you know, there are circumstantial things and Hey, I would love to do it this way, but I can't because of these reasons. Mm -hmm. And then it takes, maybe takes me a minute to answer that email, but the amount of goodwill that that generates is Mm -hmm. so disproportionate to the time. It's just always time well spent. Um, so yes, that, that, that having that, that up and that service is, is, uh, is great as well. And, um, so, and then of course, Karen, like, uh, cover matters a lot yeah. on, on books. Title matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, having, uh, when you have all that in place, then of course now muscle for life. And, and we recently, about six months ago, we launched a blog over at Legion, which I write on as well. And, um, that's doing well. It's at about 150,000 visits a month right now. Um, which it's not growing as quickly as Muscle for Life did, but in the beginning, Muscle for Life was getting more content every week, and also it's just harder now to build a blog in the health and fitness space, like like exponentially harder actually yeah, yeah. than when we started Muscle for Life. A ton of competition now. Like there's it's always so competitive now. Big competition in fitness, yeah. no question, but it's gotten pretty intense. Yeah. So so so, so, so how, sorry for cutting you, but how how much of your time do you write um, now? day a lot 14 hours a day Uh, a lot like actual time writing because if i'm i mean that's majority of my work like the kind of work that jeremy kind of stuff he needs from me is generally writing stuff like okay copy copy. so i'm I'm, I'm writing copy i'm writing emails i'm writing articles i'm usually working on another book project proofing my writing yeah so i don't know like i I write a lot so my my average work week is somewhere maybe about 60 to 70 hours and i would say a good 70 percent of that is probably writing yeah it's always going to be some uh, operational things managing yeah. with man. Now we have, you know, I think nine, nine employees now ten. or 10, so ten, 10 of us. 10 including you and me. I don't know. A couple there's like 10 of us ish. <laughs> so uh, there's going to be some, you know, managerial activities uh, that take up a bit of our time, but yeah. yeah. Still hard draft, really hard draft. And um, so are all 10 employees in, in the same office space or um, do, you, do you just um, work remotely? Do you, do you smoke remote? No remote. Currently. The only one is remote is our dev. Our developers are yeah. remote. Our graphic designer is remote. Uh, but everyone else, we prefer to have it in house. In house, yeah. in New York, you're, you're based in New York. Oh, uh, in Florida, 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 oh, Tampa, Tampa Bay area. Tampa, yeah, okay, okay, okay. It fits the theme of your business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> live walking distance to the beach, so <laughs> have to stay fit. Okay. okay. But but so to go back to your original question, if you if you want to dive into that more, yes, so that was sure. books, and then in terms of uh, Legion, let's say. Yeah, from from a strictly Amazon perspective. Uh, it really is, again, how Mike said it, there's no secrets really or tricks. I mean, there are, but none that are not going to get you banned eventually. Because <laughs> uh, Amazon watches for that. And, and now Amazon has, has said that they want to take on bodybuilding.com, which is the biggest online retailer of, of supplement, you know, fitness supplements. It's showing. So in Amazon, they're cracking down now, which is great to see. There were some really bad abusers like Uber Vita and stuff. That were, the company was ridiculous, the stuff they would do. Amazon banned them. Yeah, they're gone. They, be- they are gone forever. And that was a lot of money. Amazon, they were... That Uber Vita, they were probably doing $30 million a year on Amazon, $20, $30 million a year, yeah. and Amazon permanently banned them, said go away. What Never did they do? I mean, they had a, I was a they had shady, of things, yeah, but I mean, uh, one of the shady worst reviews. things is, yeah, they had a lot of fake reviews. They were buying reviews constantly. They were uh, threatening people that would pushing, leave one-star reviews. people around a lot, basically. They would go Legal to their threats. competitors, and, uh, and it was a thing that kind of happens on Amazon. People still do it. We've had it done to us multiple times, but... Over the period of like a month or so, you'll leave negative one-star reviews in your competitors' pages. And then overnight, you'll pay someone to upload them all. Yeah. So your entire front page is just filled with one-star bad reviews basically. Mm-hmm. 
I've had to reach out multiple times to, I don't even remember the name of the team. There's a, a team high up at Amazon that works personally for Mr. Bezos that's had to go in and fix those for me and delete all the bad reviews and investigate and everything that they were investigating, I guess, eventually led back to Uber Vita and there was a ton of people complaining. So they got, I don't know if Uber Vita was doing that to us. I don't think it's us, but yeah. I know we, there, there are a couple of people we there know. Are some other space. people we know for that, a fact that, that do this stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, I know Uber Vita might have been above that by now because their, their scam was on, on another level. Yeah. They were also, they also they would include things in their uh, packages to have you reach out to them mm. for other products, and they would mine incentivize uh, reviews. Yeah, they would mine stuff. data just, that way. And I know there's Amazon a lot of stuff. To, that. Basically, what Jeremy's point is: if you're listening to this, and you want to get an Amazon. If anything seems like it's kind of shady, and you kind of know that, like, eh, Amazon probably wouldn't like that. Don't do it yeah. because if they find you and they're getting more and more serious about this whole FDA game, they will just ban you. Yeah. For example. Uh, just as the and the growth of the category in general, the our pre workout will sit at around sixteen hundred to twenty two hundred sales ranking in the health and personal care category. Yeah. And uh, a year ago, when we used to sit in that same ranking, I would do I don't know two three hundred bottles a week. Mm-hmm. And now we sit at that same ranking, doing five to six hundred bottles a week. So the sales in the category have you know practically yeah. doubled. Yeah, and that's because Amazon just keeps bringing you know um, you know people on. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're pumping, pumping advertising money. Advertising, they, yeah. they, they said they want to take on bodybuilders. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of the it's a lot of the basics. It's a lot of you know have good products. Obviously, we have our own angle to our products with the science based approach. Um, our products are all natural. We don't use any artificial sweeteners, flavors. So obviously, anything you're going to do, any product you release, make sure it's a good product. Make yeah. sure we have a good angle. What's a good, a good USP. Well, why should yeah. anybody choose this over another? Yeah. And we didn't want to only ride on my personality uh, for that. We didn't yeah. want to say, well, you should buy this product because it's Mike's and that's the yeah, only like reason why. Yeah. We wanted, we really wanted Legion to be able to stand on its own where I would like Legion to be known at, as you know, an amazing supplement company, not as, oh, that's, those are Mike's Mike supplements. supplements. Yeah. 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 So I'm that's not, sure. And come on your page now. Um, so it's, it's got, um, a pretty, um, so it's, uh, well, well, it's, it's got, it's got a great, um, headline, which is subject or a title. Yeah, in great great photos, really, really good photos. Um, yeah, I like the logo, which is scientific. It looks like a proton. Um, yeah. And and then your you, you have good description, good um yeah. So, and That's the thing I see people apps. getting wrong a lot. Honestly, is a lot of the basics on Amazon. It is it's have good photos, have a good description, have a good uh, title. Um, you know, use keywords obviously. Um, but have, have good copy. Have good copy that yeah. actually sells. Find a copyright. Yeah. That, and then you uh, also have a, a final extension. Um, I, I guess you've registered your brand. Um, yeah, which, that which plus. HTML. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's called A plus content. It's A+ with the Amazon vendor services. So basically, uh, we we work through a distributor for that to get that, but we're actually setting it up so we can do it ourselves now. And that's just uh, basically we send products directly to Amazon, and that's when you see it, it'll say like you know sold by Legion Athletics, fulfilled by Amazon. Instead, it'll mm-hmm. just say sold by Amazon. Mm-hmm. When you are part of the vendor program, you gain access to certain it, things like yeah. their their advertising platform, and that is the things you gain access to. Yeah, that, uh, it's, it's just you know. pumped up the 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 product page. I could see the um, no GMO, mm-hmm. no artificial, and uh, that these are really KPIs, good KPIs to have. Mm-hmm. And then he also has um, a range of your other brands: um, Pulse, Phoenix, yep. Forge, Triumph, and um, Recharge. Yeah, it's really well done. It's really well done. I can see. Yeah. Why it's so so successful? Apart from you know the experience where you know you're getting all five star reviews here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but just really quickly, what I was to say is a lot of people don't 
fully utilize the space of the bullets and the description space. Mm. We have a lot of characters there. Like yeah. we, we use, need a max. Like I all two thousand characters. I sit and I'm like <laughs> I try to go down literally to the last character. Like I'm always playing with things and. Yeah, Amazon wants you to use that space. That yeah. space helps you rank for things. It's about that know, means like if I have to exclude a period, I, many of them are down to the last character where a sentence is not ending with a period because I can't fit it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's making your page visible and then having good copy so it sells. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and having good reviews. And part of that, which we're very, we're very like whenever whenever customers write in and say how much they like our stuff, we always ask them, hey, could, would you mind taking a, you know just take a minute, what write a quick review on Amazon. Um, and if people, when we get negative reviews, like I personally respond to all negative reviews I have, I, I want to see them all. Uh, I also, I, I'm responding to, I try to respond to every review. It's either going to be me or one of our customer service, uh, guys are, are, are going to respond. Um, but I, I definitely see all negative reviews myself cause I want to know, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback that way. And that's also probably just a good general tip actually, whether it be books or whatever, don't, shy away from negative reviews. Like I know authors that don't ever even read reviews on Amazon. That's stupid. That's mm -hmm. so stupid. Yeah. If you are that sensitive, then that sucks for you. I don't know. That's bad. Probably like for, it's just from, even from a business standpoint, because I've gotten so many good suggestions from people and yeah, feedback, like legitimate left as a negative review, one star review. And that's on supplements and books where I've been able to make a lot of good changes to the books. And Jim and I've been able to make a lot of good changes and just to, to, to whether it be our supplements or how even copy and stuff. So, you know, we, we really do mind the negative reviews and in, in the case of supplements and even in the case of books are always reaching out and seeing, can we make this person happy? Mm -hmm. Is there anything we can do? Uh, and you know, to, you know, if they didn't like the flavor, we're going to send them another bottle for free. And if they like that flavor, then there's a good chance they'll go update their review. And a lot of people have done that mm -hmm. as an update. Hey, I didn't like the fruit punch, but they sent me the green, uh, apple and I loved it. And, um, so, you know, in terms of books, I've had it in many cases where somebody, they had a beef with some aspect of the book and I, you know, nicely pointed something out to them or said, Hey, maybe this article will help you. And then, you know, they, they revert, they, they it did help them and then they changed their review. So a lot of that, you know, it's just one-on-one. -on -one. There's no, again, these aren't it's kind of grindy, but yeah, it's, it's, worth it. it's just, it's, it's stuff you grind out, but it, it accumulates, you know, over time, you get all these little steps in the right direction and then you you've traveled a long uh, way, you know? Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so just walking around um, visuals and, you know, I, I think strong pillars in online success are, <clears throat> are down to, um, to to visuals. People buy pictures and the written word copy. Um, mm -hmm. So from, from your perspective and, and your team, um, do, you, do, do, do you, what does your team look like um from um internally you know uh, the, so have you got copywriters um in in-house now um no yeah we do we have one we have one his name's mike <laughs> <laughs> all copy is handled directly by mike yeah uh, just because uh i mean number one no one knows the brand better than him so yeah. he's gonna have the best voice and or two he writes good copy okay so, so i suppose mike um what advice would you give to to listeners um keen on putting together effective copy to sell their, their, their wares or their widgets online? Um, again, it's writing is one of those things, whether it's, whether it's copywriting or, or storytelling or how to writing or whatever is, uh, something you have to really study and you have to practice a lot and you have to, in my opinion, to be really good at it. You have to 
have a passion for it because if you don't, it's going to come through in your writing. <laughs> if you're bored, if you're writing something in boredom because you just don't care about it or you don't really like to write, then that is going to very likely that that's going to create the same response in your readers. Um, so I think that anybody can, can learn it if they have a, a intrinsic desire and they go, I really want to learn copywriting. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. It's like that with marketing. You know, it's marketing is a very creative field in general. If you're not a very creative person or you don't personally feel compelled to do it, I don't really think that, uh, you, and I'm saying that impersonally, but I don't think that person will ever be a great marketer personally. Yeah. The best marketers that Jeremy and I know, the people like Neil Patel, uh, like other people we've come across uh, in our travels, the best ones are very creative and they're very passionate about marketing. They just love it. They love figuring out how to sell things. Yeah, they and, nerd out on it. Yeah, you know? it's just it. That's just their thing. So um, there are there are there's so much content out there on how to write good copy and good headlines and good bullets and you know um, there are books that you know someone could read like influences of course a book that mm-hmm. everyone should read if they're if they're in marketing breakthrough advertising from Eugene Schwartz is a very good book for copywriting um, the Robert Collier's letter book letters book is a good book John Caples is good so you know all the traditional stuff I like in terms of style I like Frank Kern's work a lot mm-hmm. I think he's a very good copywriter and one of the best yeah sure. it, 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 at first glance it seems like he's just, like his copy is almost just too simple and dumb like he didn't even think about it but that's not that's the case at all it that's <laughs> it's so good it feels like he's talking to you yeah he's he's very good um so there's plenty of there are plenty of resources out there for learning copywriting but i think first and foremost is uh if somebody couldn't get themselves up to do it at all i think they'd be better off paying someone mm. who really enjoys it who's a professional and does a good job as opposed to trying to force it out because uh how, how, how do you find how, how do you pick the right professional i don't know we, we haven't done it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I literally write all copy i write all emails i write everything Jeez. there'll probably be a point where there's certain things that we could uh find someone for but we haven't gotten there yet yeah I mean, obviously, like graphic design. Yeah, Jeremy handles all the graphic stuff, which you can yeah. talk at. Jeremy yeah. is Jeremy. So yeah, I was just going to go into visuals. Um, yeah, how do you sort of coordinate visuals, Jeremy? And um, the, you, you have quite two quite strong brands. Your book covers are well designed; they're they're compelling. They sell. Um, and when you look at the the package design um, for for Legion supplements, again, um, they're very very strong very strong um you know message and um it, it just seems authentic it, it not just seems it, it, it comes across as authentic yeah, um, so, so how do you sort of match or pipe in mike's copy to reflect on you know really stunning visuals yeah um it's a good question so definitely part of it is just what type of brand we want to be i wanted us to look very professional you know i wanted us to look like not just another amazon yeah because I, I feel that something another thing people do is they get very lazy with their product design. Yeah. They'll just kind of get a Fiverr label design or something, and or you know, or, or just a ninety nine designs yeah. thing. And then it doesn't. But not that ninety nine designs actually bad. We've done some stuff yeah. with in the past, but in the past with them, but uh, you know, not really taking it seriously enough. That, mm-hmm. that that first impression is everything. I mean, there was a there was a book I was reading. I think it was called Brainfluence. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a marketing book, and in it, there's a study. That it was like people are formed their first impression on a website within like 0.3 seconds or something. And that first impression 
colors the entire experience. So even like if someone has a bad first impression, they're now just going to think less of everything else that they do on your website. And it, regardless of how great the functionality or when they get into it, it's still they would give it a lower rating than if right when they hit it, if they're like, oh, that's nice. And then everything from there now is uh, elevated in their eyes. So that's also why Jeremy put so much time into making the website look great. I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think it's the best looking website in our space. Like I try to find another website that's this slick and responsive and just how great it is across all browsers and platforms. Um, but that's why, you know, he put a lot of time into thinking about that. And also, of course, and you can talk now about like, I think you should talk about Jeremy, just your style. Like, how have you cultivated? Cause you've, yeah. you've cultivated a style and I, for what looks good and what doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of tough to answer. I guess a lot of it is, um, it's you, funny. I had a conversation with this with, with Mike's brother-in-law because he's a he's a photographer mm -hmm. and we just kind of had a discussion just on art in general a lot of it is just finding influence and things i like for me it's just searching around when i went to redesign our products and get that style that we have now uh i knew they wanted to be black because that felt very sleek to me very very different look and then from there it's just i look at every supplement out there and i see what do i like about it what don't i like about it and then in terms of websites looking at websites so, I mean, yeah you went through so many thousand websites when i was designing ours and just finding different things i like about them all and it's kind of like you know i guess like good marketers swipe uh, copy great swipe. marketers steal you know yeah. like so it's like yeah there's a lot of elements of the website that i just saw on someone else's and i said i really like that how yeah. can i integrate that into my design yeah and we're continually doing that i mean i run across things and i'll email it to jeremy hey what do you think about this this looks cool yeah. and things he likes goes on a list and things he doesn't like and you know if we go yeah yeah whatever that's a bad yeah, idea apply. but but i think there's also something to be said jeremy for being when you're in that create mode you got to turn off the the critical editor mode mm -hmm. like you have to be able to just kind of like can this work at all? Think, you know, as opposed to con just immediately. And that's, that goes back to writing. It's very important that when you're writing, you're writing, when you're editing, you're editing. Yeah. I think there's probably a similar, you know, with creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's, I don't even know how many times I've been like, let's try this and see how it looks. And then it looks absolutely awful. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely happens. No question. You got to just try things. But for me, uh, for example, with the products themselves, uh, yeah, I was looking at a bunch of different packaging and then honestly, I kind of just draw it out yeah. in, uh, either on paper or like in MS paint or on, <laughs> I have a whiteboard in my office. I'll just kind of draw things and play, play around with elements until I like how it looks. And I'm, I don't consider myself like an artist that can't draw I, for shit. It's really bad, <laughs> but, uh, but I can make it look structurally how I want it to look and I can then explain all right yeah and then I send it all to my designer who you know he's good with the the you know the photoshop side of things and the, making it look pretty and I say cool make it look like this and then I'll send him a bunch of different elements from different websites or bottles like I want this to look yeah. like this yeah. and you know and so a lot like, of that for instance all of the labels for for legion he will send over Okay, so we want this one. You know, this one needs to look like we have a fish oil that's coming out. So you want yeah. to kind of a fish scale type of look. So Jeremy will just find images on the internet yeah. and be like, oh, just, "All right, this looks cool. I like this pattern here." And then if we applied this type of texture, yeah. and then and then this type of color, put it all together. Okay. So for me, the visual is a lot of uh, it's a lot of honestly looking around and finding inspiration um, other places, and uh, that's. It's, it is a skill for sure, and that can be cultivated and has gotten be – I have gotten better at it over time. Yeah. But it's also you know looking at things that work, finding sites that you know perform well. A lot of – I won't go 
if there's some random website that's selling things, if I don't know how much they sell, I'm not going to take it as heavily as someone that I know sells a lot of stuff. Because yeah. I know what they're doing is working. Yeah. And, uh, you know. So, so I, I suppose it's, it's that passion for marketing in the first place, then having the vision, and then the, the right team to execute yeah. your, your vision. Yeah, 100%. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. What about um, social media? You guys are freaking strong on social media. 35,000 um, followers on Instagram, 72,000 followers on Facebook, 17,000 yeah. Twitter followers, 20,000 Pinterest followers. Um, how, how, how have you sort of built this out? Um, yeah. And, and how's that? How's it impacting on both businesses? It's funny because I consider us to be really lazy with social media. We are, to be fair. We could, especially, uh, particularly in our space where social media is huge because it's all visual, it's all mm-hmm. fitness. I see people in shape. Yeah. Like I should be, you know, have the, a selfie team. Yeah. The here. problem is, <laughs> the problem is Mike and I don't personally really use social media and never have. So there's a bit of a disconnect there where I personally am not super interested in it. Um, that's something where this year we're looking to bring someone on full time who yeah. does love social media and can really uh, step our game up there. But um, again, it's I feel bad kind of repeating this, but it's a lot of the basics of having a post schedule, a I mean, content schedule. Exactly. I mean, let's talk about just Facebook and Twitter, for instance. All we really do is we're just kind of sharing content. Yeah. And and again, it goes back to a lot of the people generally like the content, the stuff that I write, mm-hmm. so it gets shared around a lot. And but as Jeremy said, we there's there are somebody that really like is good at social media and likes social media would look at what we're doing and be like, oh, there's so much more. Like what are they, how what are, yeah. they're passing up so much here? We, we do have someone on the team that does run the social media, and you know he he comes up with stuff for us to get creative with running contests and stuff like that. But uh, um, it's not it's not really his. He's not. It's not. It's a. It's a something he does as a favor to me. Basically, a small <laughs> microcosm of his yeah. total responsibility. But, yeah. uh, but I suppose the the baseline is you, you've got the that baseline content and then exactly. it's yes. amplified yeah. online. Yeah, so you could just take snippets yeah. off the back of it, and then that's once you have was. a good image library, you're, you're good. You're good to go. Yeah, that's more more or less what it was. It was putting together the the baseline, the basics. Making sure we're posting consistently. Yep. Making sure we're posting, we're mixing it up between photos and content and different types of content. And then we just built out a schedule for every separate uh, social media platform in in a Google Sheet. Mm. And, and we just stick to the Google Sheet. Okay, okay. Being respectful for your time, um, guys. We're going to head over to the lightning round, which is pretty much evergreen questions I ask most guests. Sure. And um, I'll just um, ask a question, and either of you could um, answer in a in a sentence or two, real quick. Um, so, what are your future plans? You want me to go? Sure. Uh, with Legion, uh, revenue wise, we want to more than double this year. Yeah. Um, we're shooting for around eight million yeah. in revenue. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, with Muscle for Life, a lot of my time is going to be put on that this year because yeah. a lot of my full redesign, full my, revamp. Yeah, my full full time on Legion last year. So this year, MFL is going to get a lot of love and building that out. Uh, New services or all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of the immediate future. Yeah. And yeah. And then uh, I'll throw in on the books uh, about what Jeremy's been helping on this as well. He's had a a big part in doing a second edition of uh, one of my cookbooks that sells really well, which has been a fun project and going to be starting on another cookbook after that, actually like a one pot uh, for one pot cooking, which is particularly nice for us fitness people because it's great to be able to like prep a bunch of food once a week and, and know that the calories and macros are right and the numbers are where they need to be. And, uh, and then you can just eat that stuff every day. And when it's food that you like, you don't mind it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's that. And then just ramping up more content production. I want to be, I want to be posting more articles at MFL 
and Legion, and I want to be producing more videos. Uh, YouTube is a huge, like, rotten, on-the-ground, low-hanging fruit <laughs> for yeah. us because I think we have 30,000, 35,000 subscribers as it is right now, and our YouTube game is pathetic. It's like I have a podcast that I post once a week, essentially, that's a long-ass video. It's like the what you're just not supposed to do on YouTube. Yeah. And it has and it has still gotten us that far. Yeah, we, so it's, it's you know a tough to balance all our time. So. Yeah, it's just that's and that's been a, a thing that we've had to. I wouldn't say it's a challenge, but it is something that we've had to learn to navigate and deal with. Is now we're not in a position of like, how are we going to make some money? We're in a position of we have so many different opportunities. We have to be smart about what we're committing our resources with because as much as we're willing to work and as much as whatever, you only have so much bandwidth. Um, so, you know, we try to do our best on, on making smart decisions mm -hmm. in that way. Right. Next question. How'd you guys hire people? Um, pretty friends. much just through friends. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We look for a culture fit okay. first and yeah. foremost. That's worth saying. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, what are your three indispensable tools for managing Legion supplement? Um, would, would that be software? Uh, any so tool? It could even be a pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good question. Uh, Draftin.com is what I write in. Okay. People like I like it. It's a good. It's a good online, very simple, clean screen. Yeah. Um, Slack is great. Also, we use Slack a ton. Yeah, Slack for is good. Communicating with everybody, all my or my my developers, my yeah. artists, our internal team. Yeah. What's Honestly, like journey? my favorite tool is <clears throat> Google Drive. Hyper Desktop, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Hyper Desktop. He'll set his, his will be Google Drive because yeah. okay. he's obsessed with Google Drive. He's the most I've... organized Google Driver on the planet. I challenge anyone. <laughs> I challenge anyone to go into a I folder will, about I will do it. Yeah, I will defeat you if 32 uh, and folders. I beat. use a tool called Hyper Desktop, Hyper which Desktop. Okay. It allows me to screenshot my screen and kind of draw annotations really quickly. Okay. And for going back and forth, my developers and my graphic designer just make things so quick on getting changes made and stuff. I love it. Okay. What's been your, be your, your best mistake to date? By that, I mean a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. I guess inventory. Yeah. yeah. We've, uh, not inventory management is hard. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit it's of predicting is we're in such a growth mode. It's hard to predict like what are, you don't, you don't want to have too much money just sitting in your warehouse for too long, but then you don't want to be just in time because if you have more growth than you anticipated, you run out of stock. Yeah. So. I'd say that's another big thing on Amazon that I didn't really mention yeah. earlier is that staying in stock for an extended period of time yields Massive gains. Amazon really likes that. They really like you to like be in stock. If you can be in stock for six months straight, yeah, Amazon is going to give you love. You build momentum. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, I've I haven't actually seen anything specifically from Amazon on it, but I've read different things from people who are very successful on Amazon that there seems to be some kind of shift after about the six month mark where mm -hmm. you just yeah. things just go better. Yeah, and it's probably because their promotion algorithms. You know, they they're there's always sending out emails and doing uh, retargeting, do all kinds of things. So it would make sense that they would give preference to products that don't run out of stock basically ever. Yeah. Okay. So wrapping up. If you could, well, that's a really good tip, by the way. I'm staying in stock for six months. Um, it's hard. It's very, it's very it is, tough. It's tough from a cash, you know, standpoint. Yeah. Well, it's all yeah. I mean, it's just tough from again. Like we will, we'll have products. 
our our whey protein was sell, was at a certain level, and then we we released this new product, a new version of it, and basically within two weeks, uh, it it over tripled. Yeah. So you know, and when when it takes two months to get, you have to place an order, and then you you know two months in advance of when you're actually going to receive it. Gotcha. There's a point where you realize like, up oh, and that's that. We lose. We, we lose. We will be out of stock before we get our new protein. Yeah. And I know it's happened to a couple other people in this space. I've spoken to similar stuff. Yeah. Final question: If you could choose a single book or read resource that's made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? Both of you. Um, to, to each of you, please. Single book? Yes, yeah, single book. Uh, or resource. Jeremy's going to give two. I'm going to okay, give two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go for it. Go for it. I, it's funny. It was one of the first books. We do a book club, a book of the month club with everyone at the office. Oh, we nice. all, uh, Mike will pick a book and uh, we'll all read it and do you know kind of group discussion about all the points we liked of it. So one of my favorites so far we did was Delivering Happiness. By Tony Shea, the owner of Zappos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that book. It's a great book, I think, on uh, just how important the customer service side of things are. Like, he doesn't consider Zappos a shoe company. It's a customer service company, you know. Uh, and that's definitely been a strong, strong part of Legion in, and yeah. also for life. Like yeah. I said, my service, like, yeah, make people and, happy. Uh, and we do the same thing on Legion. I, I never, ever want to uh, leave a customer upset. You yeah. know, it's the worst. Like, we will basically do what anything to I'll make do, a customer yeah, happy. I will do anything it takes to make a customer happy. Um, because I think that's important. And that was a big lesson from a book called Setting the Table, too. Same that was thing, Danny yeah, Meyer. Danny Meyer. Yeah, he will do anything to make his customers happy. Yeah, so exactly. The table. Other great book, and then my second book would probably be the one thing mm-hmm. I really liked book as well. One thing, yeah, it's just a great book. I think on uh, fo- you know uh, how important it is to focus on what's important. Same thing, like we run into so many opportunities on a week to week, month to month basis. Um, sitting down and really figuring out what's the one thing that's gonna yeah, make all the rest kind of irrelevant. Or, yeah, easier or irrelevant. It it's such a simple trick, um, but it's a brilliant one. It really yeah. does work well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those are great books. I liked them as well. And I, I'll I'll give two different ones. Uh, Peak by Chip Conley, great great book. Similar to Delivering Happiness, but a bit more cerebral, I guess you could say. Um, and cool guy. I've had him on my podcast, uh, and definitely recommend that for anyone in business. And good to great, uh, classic, but a lot of a lot of high. It, it, that's kind of a high altitude at the fifty thousand you know uh, foot view of what you're doing. But at that planning stage i think is it's just so important because if you're off by you're trying to hit that target and you're off by an inch uh when you launch and then you know you've gone now 10 miles and you're off by a lot so um i i recommend that you know if you haven't read good to great uh read it yeah good to great yeah yeah awesome awesome right guys um i wish i could you know spend more time to 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 talk specifically about customer service which could be for for another episode but you guys have been amazing great business um i like your philosophy i like your ambition and you know best of you know freaking luck in in your language um but so thank you for sticking to the end everybody and we were we were tame we were we were so not vulgar you don't want to hear us when we're talking we're just sitting like right when we get off the phone i'm gonna have to say fuck like I'm <laughs> well thank you so much for, for coming on the show guys yeah, thank you for having right, us. Cheers. Um, so, so, for, for, so for our listeners, thanks for sticking to the very end of today's show. I hope you found Jeremy and Mike's insights on building a double barrel Amazon business inspiring. And you've been able to pick up tactics that you would action, you know, and apply to your businesses because taking action is what you need to, to actually move the needle. Um, to download the show notes and read the full transcript, head over to 2xecommerce.com. And for updates and tips to help grow your store, be sure to sign up to our email alert list. 
So until the next show, see you guys later. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunle Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.